When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. G'day legends and welcome to the Pot Noodle episode and I'm your host Jared and joining me tonight we've got a full house. We've got Shane, we've got John and we've got Liam. How you doing Shane? Yeah, good thanks Jared. Um, had a pretty pretty decent weekend. Uh, highlight of it being able to head out, Bridget and I, my partner, headed out to the Loom which is basically the world's biggest digital art gallery uh, in Melbourne and they've got a feature on at the moment Um for a celebration of Indigenous culture. Um, so feature on Indigenous art, Indigenous culture and history and um, celebrating Indigenous music. And um, it was a wonderful experience. And um, if you are in the vicinity of Melbourne, I highly recommend you check it out. It's great. I've been eyeballing that going, do I go to that or do I go to uh, something else they've got going on down at that that way? I can't remember what it is. So it's not sex by though, so don't worry. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Liam? Good mate, good. I finally finally got my, my my decor up in the in the office. So uh apologies if the pictures look a bit squinty. I haven't had time to straighten them all up yet, but uh aye, looking good. <laughs> and everyone, here's Johnny. He's back <laughs> after a long break. How are you, John? I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. Um I think that exhibition came to Brisbane as well, Shane. So it's um it's one that I did. It's very good, yeah. Uh, no, I've been good, Jared. I've been um, I've been kind of jet-setting all up and down the East Coast for the cu- past couple of weeks and was in Rockhampton last week, beginning of last week. Very nice. I like Rockhampton. Good-sized steaks. So big up, Rockhampton. It's a good place, Rocky. <laughs> and they've got some nice pubs there and everything. So yeah, happy days. Yeah, brilliant pubs, actually. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's kind of, it feels very British, actually, with the pubs, the, the carpet on the floor and stuff. 
If you're missing a Rockhampton, there are pills you can get from the doctor for that. I'm just going to say. <laughs> uh, you started early, everyone. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're trying to come up with a way to, you know, get Bucky in the title for the pod today in our little group chat. And Liam said, blame it on the Bucky. But we're like, how'd that work? We won. What can you blame on him? So I decided we'll make it a bit of a sing song and, you know, don't blame it on the boogie, Michael Jackson style. We'll change it to Bucky to get Liam's T-shirt in there. And, you know, <laughs> Liam's probably over there with his mate Pedro going, uh-uh, doing all those crotch crabs and stuff under the desk right now. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> had to, Liam, had to. Can't just be the only one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a bit of a loose pod tonight, let's be honest. Um, You know, Celtic's back. I've just been in the kitchen doing a shot of Rakia. Yeah, great fun. We're going to be... um. Up and about, so try not to swear for another minute and a half, and I'm laughing. So yes. we'll get we'll get straight into the game. Celtic five, Bucky Thistle nil. Uh, starting lineup. We we're talking about it last week on the pod. There wasn't didn't expect there'd be too many changes. Um, I think basically we all knew Big Kyogo up front. Then it was who would the wingers be, and then what the midfield rotation be. We knew CCV was out, so it was a question of. A bunch of us were saying, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Mitchell Frame play at left back or I said put Bernabe in to get him in the shop window. Didn't happen. We pretty much went with a full-strength back line with Johnson, Narosky, Scales, Taylor, middle of the park, O'Reilly, Home, and Bernab- uh, Bernardo. So, yeah, no Kelmack. We'll touch on that in a second. And then Abada back out on the right, Palmer on the left, Kyogre up front, as was touched on earlier. I think all things considered, um, yeah, it was there was an interesting tweet pre-game from Tom English saying no homegrown players in the starting lineup. Well, we'll be talking about that later on, last thing on the game, because all five sub- subs were from our youth academy. So shove that, Alex. In, uh, sorry, Tom English, shove that. And um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about a bit more of it. But Shane, what was your thoughts when you saw the starting lineup? Um, I missed the news about Kuhn, so I wasn't aware uh, that he'd been ruled out. So when I saw that he wasn't um, part of the lineup at all, I was a little bit surprised. And then um, Paul in our group chat explained that he'd already been ruled out. Um, I don't think there were too many surprises. What I was really interested to see um, was that midfield three without Calmac, and particularly home playing in that six role. Um, I really wanted to see how he operated there. Um, with Bernardo and O'Reilly ahead of him. Apart from that, not too many surprises for me. I thought it was a, a still a very solid lineup and one I was expecting to get the job done, um, you know, relatively in a relatively straightforward fashion. Liam, jump in off the back of that with your thoughts, mate. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it's, you know, it, it was the the best possible way to kind of negotiate a game which could potentially have been tricky. You know, I think we rested a couple of players but played a, a, a strong enough team to give Bucky the respect that they deserved and uh, you know 5-0 you can't complain with that that's just getting the job done get, get done with a bit of style you know good to see home get a goal um, good to see just the young players getting a run out and it was yeah just good all round really just pretty much as expected to be quite honest 
Yeah, smell the glove. I saying it was a good run out for the players. Andrew Galea saying full strength minus Kalmak. Smell the glove. We also stick to rugby, Tom. Andrew was saying it was nice goals, some nice moves, and it was a good workout. Uh, Kathleen, I'll keep your, that comment for later because I think that is absolutely brilliant. But yeah, well, um, Mahesh was saying Selwick don't seem to be playing too many friendlies during the break compared to Rangers unless they're being kept secret. I think it's also a fact that the workload we've done and everything, and we've got, play, we've got players away with um, the Asian Cup and everything, it kind of makes it a bit hard as well. So let the players get a rest. But Johnny, I'm going to throw it to you. Now, your thoughts on the starting lineup and then on the first half overall, what was your thoughts? Um, well, with the lineup, I um, personally, I was a little bit surprised that we didn't rotate more players. Um, I think really kind of, apart from injuries, it was only home that really got a shout, I'd have said. And like Obada coming back in, but he would have been a first team player anyway. Um, but I, like I know what Liam was saying about, you know, respecting the opposition. I just thought it was a really good opportunity just to rotate some, like we were saying, like Barnabas and stuff. Like there's definitely shot windows and we can sort of see where, you know, the depth that we had. So I was a bit surprised that we didn't rotate more. But at the same time, you rotate too many and it all falls apart, right? And this is not a game, uh, the embarrassment level if we lost that game. So this was not a game that we needed to, you know, lose sort of thing. Um, first half, yeah, as like we were commenting, like it's um, it was just good football. I mean, I know there was multiple offside goals, ridiculous amount of level of offside <laughs> goals. Um, but I think that that was symptomatic of the type of football we were trying to play in that particular game. Like, again, all due respect to Bucky, but they weren't exactly the best. So it meant that the type of football we were playing looked especially great. But we were trying to have uh, de defence cutting passes to then run into the back and then, you know, get some sort of result off the end of it. And we, and we seem to be doing that really well. We obviously, it, it eventuated. And the first half was a really good example of that. Um, we had some brilliant uh, <laughs> called off goals and, and goals and stuff. And yeah, it just went from strength to strength there. Yeah, we'll talk about the whole VAR thing and the goals and individually in a couple of minutes. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I thought Matt O'Reilly in the first half in particular did his best Tom Rogic impersonation. We're getting in there and threading those needles between the lines. The guys making the little short runs with some one-twos and all that. So it was, yeah, with the ball through to Bernardo and then also the one for Holmes goal. So I think, yeah, it was, um, it was just nice to see. Yeah, I know the standard of football wasn't the greatest, but for me, just the first half, all things considered, it was, I actually found the second half more exciting, but... Mm. I think the first half was good to see the guys get out there, get dust the cobwebs off, get the rust off them and everything, chuck a bit of WD-40 on. Do you have that in the UK? I don't know. And just get yeah, on with it. Do we have so, something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we so do. It was, <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of those things for me where I'm just like, I enjoyed it. The goals were nice. And, um, yeah, it was just good to see Celtic back out there. Liam, you got anything you want to add there on the first half as well? No, I mean there was there was more flagged material than there is in my stand-up set. It was really quite, you know, um, yeah, the, the, all of the uh, the offside stuff and whatever. But I tell you, what, one thing I noticed though was that Abada was getting caught offside quite a lot. But the runs he was making in behind the defence, see when he gets back up to full sharpness and he can get his timing right, he's going to be absolutely lethal because he looks even faster than he did before he was injured. 
Well, the Laird of Lanark saying how good was a barter, how much have we missed him? Mm. And I had that on my notes as well, Liam, where I was saying, like, where was it? A barter to, in the player focus. I was actually going to talk about a barter to Kyogo and the connection those two have because I think it's – you can just see that those two know how to play well and it's a barter with the early cross or and with the speed so he can take a guy on but then he's whipping those crosses in and Kyogo's just getting in on the end of it. So it was like, for me, I'm looking at it going, it's, I think it's going to sound harsh, but we brought in another winger. We've got, so we've got, we've got Kuhn in, we've got a barter. I'm saying Maeda is our striker, that extra striker. Instead of signing someone, it's going to be Maeda the rest of the season. I think he, I don't see where he fits into the current rotation with all our wingers that we've got at the moment. If you look out on the left, what do you got out there? You've got Palmer. You could play Maeda out there, but on the right you've got Kuhn, you've got Abada. He's not going to play on the on the right anymore. So yeah, I think Maeda's going to give us that versatility where he can play left, he can play through the middle, and that means we don't really have to focus on getting another striker in. Especially with um, where's that comment from earlier on? Uh, here we go from Michael Ross. We don't need to buy a striker. We now have Abada. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Shane, just what, do you, what were your thoughts on the goals in the first half? I thought they were good. Um, you know, I, we obviously had a couple of disallowed goals and I thought um, we probably weren't playing to our, our strengths completely until that Taylor goal uh, was disallowed. And I thought from there, we seemed to lift a bit. Um, and obviously the first goal, and you were commenting on his performance, so Riley, Matt O'Reilly was actually involved in all three. So the first goal, he threads the ball into Bernardo. It's, it's a beautiful pass, but... And I'm not sure who it is. I didn't have a chance to go back and watch it, but there's a Celtic player in line with Bernardo who makes a similar run and it drags one of the Bucky defenders away. I think it may have been Kyogo. Yeah, it was and Kyogo. It just, it just creates enough space for when that ball comes through Bernardo, he's not having to fight other bodies in front of him. Um, that was a really important run. It was a great ball, but really important selfless run from Kyogo as well. Tidy little finish. Um, the second goal... Um, Again, O'Reilly's involved. It was actually a really slow build-up, really. Like, we were knocking it around for a little bit. We were being really patient. And home was kind of always getting on the end of it and looking to move the point of attack, trying to make something happen. And eventually, obviously, that little bit of interplay with O'Reilly at the edge of the box, lovely little back and forth, maybe a little fortuitous that it breaks kindly for him in the box, but he's still got to finish it, and he does. Again, the build-up to that and the patient build-up was what the highlight of that goal was, not so much the actual finish itself. And the third one, again, O'Reilly's involved. He's the one that threads the ball to Abada, And then Abada puts in an absolutely perfect cross to uh, Kyogo. And that's what you were saying before about that synergy between the two. And it's just it, all he has to do is tap it home, and he does. And what I loved about Abada, and I agree with him being back, what I loved most is that on the left you had Palmer who – in my opinion, didn't have the greatest of first halves, constantly getting on the ball, looking to cut inside. But you had a barter keeping his width, actually staying wider, not looking to cut in all the time, looking to actually get beyond his defender and then whip a ball across the box, put something dangerous in. And I thought that was a point of difference that maybe we haven't seen much of. And it was getting a little bit frustrating when he was getting offside, particularly when he was looking across the line, but you kind of accepted it because every time he got on the ball or every time he made a run, he looked dangerous. He looked like something was going to happen, that he was going to create something. I think that's where, as frustrating as the offsides were, 
you didn't sort of look at it and go, this is, it, it wasn't comparable to say Yang at St. Johnston all those weeks ago, because every time Obada did get on the ball, he just looked like making something happen. And he, and he did. Um, so yeah, a couple of decent quality goals um, and no more than we, or no less than we deserved really. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On that, Shane, I'm just going to jump in here before I go to the other boys about the goals. But do you think the difference as well with saying about Abada and Kierke linking well, is that Abada is an actual proper winger. Yeah, he can play through the middle, but as you're saying, he likes to stay wide and get it around to the byline line and whip crosses in and everything like that. If you're playing him wide the way he was, I I noticed, and I, it was instead of the, the winger coming back in where, okay, when they come in, they bring the full back in with them and then they've got a couple of centre backs and it just jams up the middle, which gives Kierke no space. You've got a Barter looking out to stay really wide right, keeps their left back out, which gives him more space to like find those gaps at the running at the centre back or between the centre backs for those crosses. I think it actually opens space up a bit more for Kyogo in the middle of the park where he can do his thing, which is those one touch finishes. Yeah, but- yeah, no, absolutely, and you know. Um, one of the things that, that really helped too is that our ability to transition as well. So we weren't allowing them, particularly later on in the half, we weren't allowing them to set up. We were moving the ball a lot quickly. I'm pretty sure that goal came from actually their only attack of the game. And we sprang and we were able to play a barter in. And that's where Kyoga for me is at his strength when he's able to get and he's running towards goal and he's not having to fight all those bodies, as you say. He's able to get one-on-one shift between his centre halves and create that space and just literally look for that ball across. So, yeah, totally agree. Liam, your thoughts on the goals? And then Johnny jumping off the back of it. Um, Yeah, uh, very well-crafted goals. I think that the Kyogo one was particularly telling because, you know, there was the offside one just before that, which was pretty much an identical goal. Um. You know, Abada, like you say, getting wide, Kyogo, Kyogo's able to kind of drift into that gap that's left because the defence is stretched. And, you know, I still maintain that I think our best front three is Kyogo through the middle and Maeda wide left and Abada wide right. And I think that's the way to go. Two natural wingers. And really, guy, you know, you've got Maeda's pace and you've got Abada's pace and trickery. And between the two of them, it's an absolute nightmare for the fullbacks. And then Kyogo will just run into the natural spaces that are created there. Um, and you've got the option of, you know, if we really want to go for it, we can take off a midfielder and stick Quano, uh, stick um, O on as well and go, you know, two strikers with the two wingers if you really want to push it. 
know, I know Quan's on your mind, but we'll talk about him a bit later, Liam, okay? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I made that mistake. I do apologise to our Korean listeners. <laughs> and Johnny, you got anything to add for the first half goals? Um, for the well, I mean, just like just the first half goals, I think it's worth mentioning that Bernardo's becoming an absolute force to be reckoned with. It's it's every single game he's playing is in strength to strength, and I think we're you know what we all want out of this transfer window is to make his deal permanent, um, and I think that will be very much on the uh, forefront of a lot of those in the know. So it will be you know they'll be trying to do that at all costs. Um, I, I also thought, you know, it's nice to comment that home got his first goal. I think he is still somebody with talent. Um, although, I guess for me, home and Bernardo and maybe the likes of Kwan and some others that all came in sort of at the same time, there was a bit of like, I don't actually know how any of these are playing. And whenever they're getting a game, they're not doing particularly well. We've seen Bernardo out of that pack of players becoming the, the leader. Um, but I definitely think home is probably the next one in that sort of group. He's he's definitely in the rotation, and and he's I I see talent there, and I think his goal was slightly fortunate, but very well worked. He, he took his chance. I'm going to jump on what you've just said there about home because I don't I don't disagree with you, but, but you thing, do. No, <laughs> I want to add something to it. The thing with Bernardo, right? is he's playing well, but it's the last five games where he's had a run in the team in the same role every week, where he's playing in that number 10 position for us five straight games with a very similar midfield balance. He's started to come to the fore with his role. Mm. Every time we've seen any of the other guys we brought in in the summer, the guys that everyone labels projects like home, like Yang, it's always chopping, changing. So it's kind of hard for him to get a rhythm. So I think Bernardo is doing well, and I want us to sign him up and keep him. I think Homer is also a player, and I think, as you said, John, he's probably the next one to establish himself. And I like his game. I like watching him. But I think his biggest issue so far, and this is what I'm adding to what you said, is having a constant revolving door of different people next to him in the midfield early on and then getting that red card and getting injured has kind of completely thrown his rhythm off for a bit. So I think this 19-day break with consistent training, getting in the mix and then getting a game under his le- into his legs like he did like yesterday, that's going to do him the world of good. But I want to see him keep getting a few more games in a consistent role to see how he goes too. Just on the home situation, I really enjoyed his game um, overnight. And it's the first time I've seen him play in that six role. So when he's come in before, he's usually been partnering O'Reilly more in that 10 or double eight role as opposed to sitting deeper. So this, And when we signed him, his primary position was playing as a defensive midfielder in that six role. So that's why I was really interested to see how he went. I thought he was really good. I thought in terms of people who've come in and played a similar role to Calmac, I know it's against Bucky Thistle and no disrespect to them, of course, but I thought he did a really good job of replicating that kind of role that Calmac does. He was constantly getting forward. He was constantly getting on the ball, but he was shifting it quickly. And that's what I really appreciated about the first half. He was making himself available as an option, but he was shifting the ball straight away. He wasn't taking a touch and then looking. He was pretty much going, right, I'm spraying it out that way. He was looking to change the point of attack all the time. And that, from recollection, when we first signed him, was more of the position he played um, at his uh, Norwegian club. So um, I 
I would definitely want to see more of home and I want to see more of him in that, that more deeper role. I think he's someone we could look at playing there if we want to give Cal Mack a bit of a rest. Uh, Awada's definitely got a shout there as well, but I really enjoyed what I saw from home and I'd be keen to see more. And Andrew Galea is saying very few opportunities for midfielders ask Awada. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to break into this Celtic side at the moment. It's, it's. I mean, to be fair, the, the most of the opportunities have come from the midfield. Most most players get opportunities in the midfield um, and the wingers. And then I, I think the hardest one to really crack has been defense. Right? We had, if you think, if you remember, like where we had uh, Starfelt and CCV for so long, that was such a big pairing, and and now it's Scales has managed to crack that. And yeah, it's that. It's hard to get into the Celtic team, and I think the only only other player that's had a really good, okay, maybe he's a forward, but the only other midfielder, if you like, who's had a really long opportunity, I would say, is Yang. Yang had a had a huge go at you know, he could have carved that space out for himself, and he just hasn't done it. But I also don't think it's it's any surprise that our and I would say that we're in probably the best form, and particularly towards the end of the year, we're probably in the best form we'd been all season. I don't think there's any surprise that coincides with Rogers actually settling on a midfield three and not chopping and changing as he had been. We've got a settled midfield three, and we look so much better for it. And sure, we didn't roll that same three out, but two of the three were there, two that really worked together in O'Reilly and Bernardo, who um, obviously. Jared and John, you've waxed lyrical about already. But I don't think there's any surprise that our form started to go upward when instead of trying to shoehorn Turnbull in, we actually settled on that three with Bernardo in there with O'Reilly. Um, it's made a massive difference. I've been saying for ages that we need to have that production line where we have the two players for every position and then we have the young kid coming through as the third option in each position. But Laird of Lenark is saying... Said months ago that home was Matt O'Reilly's replacement, Bernardo was Hattardo's replacement, but now moved on when it was expected. So the planning is there if we lose big players now. So that's what I was talking about there. So realistically, you got O'Reilly with home, you've got Hattardo, you've got Bernardo, so there's four, you've got Kelmack, the and then Awada. They should be your six midfielders. So you've got two at every position. Anyone outside of that, I don't really think we should be seeing the rest of this season. I would rather see young kids like Daniel Kelly, who made his debut last night. I'd rather see him be that next guy sitting on the bench than seeing a Turnbull. That's just my opinion the rest of the way, but we'll talk about that a little bit later as well if we want. But, yeah, so we'll um, we'll get crack into the second half. So really simple, early goal, and then I just loved all the um, – yeah, all the chat, all the subs that Brendan made, which I touched on earlier. So all five subs in the game in the second half were former Youth Academy products, and we ended the field with five on the field together. So as I just said, Daniel Kelly made his debut. Rocco Varda played probably for the first time in the in the first team in his actual natural position as a striker. Thought he looked really good, and also looked like he's put on a bit of muscle there too. So he's filled out a bit. And then you have Welsh, Mikey Johnson, and Ralston. So. As I said earlier, shut up, Tom English. But yeah, it was good to see the five, the five youth academy guys there. Like we're a club where that's a massive part of our um, of our club DNA, which is we bring players through, and it hasn't been happening a lot in the last decade. So to have five youth academy products on the pitch, even though it was against Bucky Thistle, so fourth round of the of the Scottish Cup against a Highland League team, 
I get it. You wouldn't you wouldn't do that away at Ibrox. But it was good to see that these players starting to get through anyway, come through, which is great. Um, that's why I found the second half so enjoyable, probably more enjoyable than the first half. I'll throw to you, John. What was your thoughts on the second half and the goals that were scored? Um, well, I thought much of the same. I thought we uh, timed it up slightly um, and we sort of uh, turned the screws. Uh, I thought um, that the Youth Academy coming on was a brilliant endorsement. I think it's a perfect game for those types of players to get a good run out. Um, I think uh, on the Rocco Vata sub, I would have said that in the same way that we'll talk about another player that got subbed on and therefore that was an endorsement of that play particular player. Um, I think it definitely shows with the rumours of Rocco Vata moving on uh, in this transfer window that I don't think Celtic are done with him at the moment. It's, it, I mean, it's very much either that or it's his, you know, final farewell, farewell game. Um, he's like, you know, thanks for everything, sort of moving on. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I, he, we have to hold on to a player like that. If we're talking about the conveyor belt as you are, Jared, like, Rokovat is a perfect person to, and in fact, should be breaking into that sort of second understudy, the the not first player, but the, the understudy sort of thing. Um, so the yeah, is currently in. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, the the for the game, it was much the same. So we were doing you know fantastic passing and stuff. Um, uh, there was a couple of chances, I have to say. Bucky had chances, um, which. <sighs> Uh, you have to give him a lot of benefit of the doubt. It was probably a game most of the Celtic players turned off in, um, but I don't know if that is the I don't know if that's the standard that we want at Celtic, where in a game that should be and was particularly easy, um, that you turn off and make a mistake. Where I mean, a better, a slightly better striker who's you know not semi-pro and is playing you know twice a week sort of thing would have scored some of the goals. Um, it happened to be at this, you know, the the strike. I forget his name, but Richardson or something. Um, he he just he just you know th those types of opportunities probably the moment got to him and 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 scuffed him. I think the Joe Hart save might have been the second half, and then there was another one as well where they kind of just um, skied it inside or hit the side of the net or something like that. Um, but yeah, um, second half overall very very good. Uh, we scored our uh, extra two goals from you know youth and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I will say. There, there were some opportunities that Bucky shouldn't have had. Shouldn't have had it at all. Liam, what's your thoughts? So in, in, in short, John, what you're saying is Bucky bottled it, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck, anyway, that should have been the title. No, um, yeah, I, I, the thing with Vata, right, the acid test is going to be the next league game because... O will still be at the Asian Cup, as will Maeda, hopefully. <laughs> After that Iraq game the other night, I'm not so sure. But we'll talk um, about that later on. Aye. Um, so, you know, if Vata is on the bench next week, then that says, yes, he is the backup striker, at least while those two are away, which tells me that he is part of the plan. Um, and it's uh, that that's the important one. But... Um, it's good that we've got these questions now. When Hatate and Maeda in particular come back, you're thinking, well, you know, Palmer scored another good goal yesterday. He's looking the part. Very different type of player from Maeda, but, you know, he's doing he's doing things. Um, Hatate is not by any means guaranteed to walk back into that midfield because you've, you would have to drop either Bernardo or O'Reilly, and they're both 
pretty much undroppable on current form. Um, and I think you don't drop a badder to try and accommodate playing Maeda out of position on the right. So what do you do? You know, that's two players that would probably have been two of the first names on the team sheet at the start of the season. And now we're thinking eh, they might actually have to settle for a place on the bench. But it's a good place to be in. Competition's always a good thing. So I just look at it and go, yeah, like what you're saying, it's going to have to be um, Varda as the backup to Kyogo against, what is it, Ross County on the weekend because mm. the other boys are off at the Asian Cup. But also Johnny Kenny's returning to Shamrock Grover's for another League of Ireland season, so he's not going to be coming back on loan. So who else do we have to can play striker for us? Are you going to play a barter through the middle when he's only just returned and you want to get him into the into the swing of things playing in the wide right? No. So, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for him. Let's get him on his new contract. <laughs> and Andrew Galea is saying Barta needs loaned out only after he signed a new contract, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shane, you got anything to add about the goals? Oh, just, um, you know, Palmer's goal was uh, a pretty well-taken goal. It, uh, they shifted the wingers uh, in the second half. So Barter was on the left there and, and Palmer had moved over to the right and, you know, was was cutting inside and, Look, I don't think he had the best of game, but it's the best of game. Sorry, but it was a tidy finish. And then I thought from probably that fourth goal onwards, the kind of sting in the contest kind of just um, kind of disappeared a little bit. And uh, I don't say that we were poor. And by all means, Bucky gave it a, a decent shot, and they had a, a couple of half chances. Um, and shout out to them. Just I know we've skipped past the first half, but I thought for the first twenty minutes or so, they were really up for it and defended pretty well, mm. all things considered. And um, you know they kept trying throughout, so they most certainly didn't disgrace themselves. But I thought the sting kind of dropped, uh, went out of the game a little bit. Probably got a little bit of a bounce when Kelly and Varda both came on. And I thought there was two players who were both excited and hungry to get on the pitch and get involved. And, and Varda in particular, it was great to see him get involved and actually score as well. Um, and that was really good. Um, and I think I completely back up what you're saying. I think now I'd like to uh, definitely see if we can um, tie him down. And, and he should absolutely be challenging or looking to challenge for a first-team spot. He should be looking at going, I can be an option off the bench. I can really push and challenge someone like O to be that option that Brendan needs um, when, you know, Kyogo needs to come off and it's not working up, up top. I'm completely on board with that. So, yeah, definitely let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can lock him away. To a contract, I mean. Don't don't misinterpret that, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, for me, we've got... Oh, oh uh, Jesus. <laughs> really? <laughs> 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 I was just about to make a joke about, um, you know, Palmer's little shocking little moustache he's got going on, and then John's just like jumping in with comments, and I'm just <sighs> the old dick dastardly moustache that he's got happening. You know, you know. But um, yeah, 
Ronnie's that's just thrown it now. That's a good <laughs> shout. That's a good shout to Dick Dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of a bit of an interesting looking one. Yep. It's it's just not all the way out yet, but give it a little bit longer. He's laughing. <laughs> but yeah, we'll um yeah, let's bring up some comments and then we'll go through our final bit of player focus. I think we pretty much covered the lot here. So we're talking about um Vada having bulked up. Michael Ross is saying square sausages and porridge has worked. I was gonna say chicken and rice, but I think that's the Scottish version of it. <laughs> pretty much. The lad on saying, I said on other pods, half it players could play better in our different positions. Welsh is a defensive midfielder when needed. Ralston on the right wing is he beats man. Uh, I don't think I don't agree with either of those, to be honest with you. I don't think Welsh has the the mobility for defensive mid and Ralston, yeah, I don't think he's got the, the the skill with the ball at his feet to play as a winger. But you know, he's he's good as a bricky there. Yeah. I don't know if he's got the pace for a winger either. I think in those two cases, you either go you, you go with Iwata and uh, Forrest, respectively, if need be. You know. Um, yep. Absolutely, have to agree there. So, yeah, we're just going to um, we're going to play a focus. Just give a shout out to your man of the match for the game, okay? Who you would give your man of the match to? Because we've actually touched on everything else we'd normally do for uh, the player focus section. So, Liam with a smirk when I said touched on. Oh God, look out! <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just a um, comment that came up there. That was what got me. Yeah. Palmer's the man and his gentleman thief about him bugs him, bugs him away. Yep. There you go. So, Shane, who would be your man of the match? Uh, for me, uh, Matt O'Reilly. I thought he was excellent, particularly first half. He didn't really drop off in the second half. But, you know, in that first half where the game was there, still up for grabs, um, he's involved in all three goals. And, you know, even when we didn't score the goals, a lot of the goals that were disallowed or a lot of the um, half chances that were created, he was central to. I thought he was excellent. As you said, best Tom Rogic impression. And, uh, yeah, he was my man of the match. Johnny, who's your man of the match? Tough one. I uh, thought Palmer had a great game. I thought Abada had a, a great first game coming back. Um, but, yeah, probably Bernardo for me. I think, yeah, just from what we were saying before. Liam, who's your man in the match? Well, I think in these games where you've got a massive club against a wee team, you know, you've got to recognise those guys that go the extra mile to keep the keep the score down for the wee team. So uh, I'm going to give it to the linesman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. No, no. Um, I think I think uh, for me it was it was it was O'Reilly. Just didn't put a foot wrong. Every pass was incisive. Every move move was promising. Every time he got the ball within thirty yards of goal, you thought this could end up in a goal here. It was really excellent. So for me, you guys have touched on it with all the players that I would have done. So I'm going to go a different tact here. Man of the match. I'm just and I'm using the term loosely. Man of the match. We'll just cover it in general. Anyone who went out in that weather to watch the game, the 40-something thousand of years, every single one of you, you get the Man of the Match award from me. Great to see there was a, that, that that sort of a turn up. The funniest part is 37.5% of all the tickets sold for that game go to Bucky, so they're getting a nice payday too. So thanks, everyone, for showing up and helping out a club like that as well. So, yeah, I'm just happy in general. But, yeah. Last thing for the game I want to touch on, he'd gone yourself, 
Get rid of Mikey Johnson. Rogers still dreaming he will be the answer. I love this footwork for Varda's goal. Mm. That makes a guy gets a, gets in there to buy a line, gets across on his footwork. There's an improvement there on what we've seen from him in previous seasons. But in general, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to be a long-term thing for us, but I would loan him to another Scottish team if need to, second half of the season, so he can keep playing and take points off a certain mob for my Brox. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Mahesh, are you still here? Comments, all for you. This is your I told you so section. Quan debuts on loan for St. Mirren and was one of their better players on the weekend. Now, I'm I'm throwing this one out here for a simple reason. We've been talking to Jagan, does Quan exist? And he goes out there and he absolutely um he absolutely turns it up and played well. And there was a bunch of comments early on. I'm just trying to find them. There you go. Andrew Galea had one. Quan was on fire for St. Mirren. So it was good to see that um, one of our guys get out there and go and do well in the league. Now, the next challenge for him will be seeing what he does against against Rangers on the weekend. There's a bit of a step up in, in standard there. But as we said a couple of weeks ago, get him out there with Keanu Backus alongside him eventually, kick lumps out of people. And, you know, it's good to see him actually play some football. So... It's always promising when that happens. Um, and the other one I wanted to talk about was Monty made his debut with Motherwell, had a couple of assists, so he did well there as well. Got anything you want to add about those two boys at all? Shane, Liam, uh, John, anything like that? I must said Shane twice then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine imagine two of me on the pod. That'd be oh, just terrible. God. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's disaster territory. That's that's cancelled territory. Um, no, just really good to see. Um, you know, I think we've been talking about that on the pod, particularly in regards to Quan getting an opportunity, going out on loan. I... <laughs> Mahesh is few. You, you can breathe easy, Mahesh. <laughs> we never doubted you. We were always behind you and all that stuff. Um, Quan takes plastic hard men lunch to me out. <laughs> it's good, and it should um, obviously. There are a few other players that could probably benefit from similar loans like Yang and Tilio, right? So this should strengthen that argument, um, seeing how Quan not only was able to make his way into the first team but also play well. Um, that should be not only the club looking at it going, this is a good chance to get these players experience, hopefully the player or, you know, and keep them match ready and get them up to speed with things, but it should also be the players going, hey, I can go to another club in this in this league and, and make a difference as well, right? So it's kind of win-win, and I don't think we've seen the end of it. Right. Well, you know, the, the, the St. Mirren thing shows, you know, that you you know even if you're not in the first team, what you can achieve if you have a Kwon-Do attitude. <laughs> so Andrew Reid is saying Quan red card of the weekend lump on <laughs> the lad of arc we need to get more guys that alone the SPFL more chance of hurting them and Monty's become a decent player why aren't more on loan Rogers likes loaning them out John Clements brother-in-law Motherwell fan thought Monty looked the class we need more players loaning out to Scottish teams that's the thing. Like, I look at it and go, not only is it how, like, help, you know, as you were saying, Shane, help, and we're saying help take points off ranges, but it's also ones where I look at it and go, if you put these guys out in our league, 
historically it's tended to work well for us when you're loaning out guys like Ralston went out. He had a couple of what we thought were bad loans, but he's come back and done well for us since he's returned. Then you got the same deal with like Chris Iyer, Brian Christie, um, and then you're looking at these other guys out there on loan as well. Give them a chance. So I'm I'm all for it. You can go back Jeez. even. Cal Mac was loaned out. To Notts yep. County. There you go. Notts County. Yep. Yeah, it's, so, it's, a, it's definitely a system that works. Um, but we it, it we we need to make sure that it's uh, the Scottish League or equivalent because if it goes down to like a League One, League Two, English division, I'm talking about, and it's yeah. fucking pointless. It's absolutely pointless. It's they this is wasted. Like I can't remember who it was, but somebody it went down to Forest Green. Uh, yeah, Jack Aitchison. Yeah, right. I think that's I think that's a waste of a loan. Personally, those types of loans, we should be developing them internally and then getting them that sort of comparable position that we're in you want to know the funniest thing about um what's it called forest green they're a club that's massive on like recycling and being carbon neutral and being vegan and all this sort of stuff and who'd they have as their gaffer a little while ago duncan ferguson <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah uh, no danger of that dozy bugger ever being called woke <laughs> They just sacked their another manager. They just sacked, I think, Troy Deeney was there, and he only lasted, I think, uh, was it 18 matches or something. So I think they've gone through like three or four managers in like a very short amount of time. Uh, well. I've just checked. Thing. I've just checked, though. We, we are currently loaning 10 players. Yeah. Hmm. It's, I, I definitely think it's on Celtic's business plan to loan players out whenever possible. So we've got to we've got to sell a bunch of players and and if we can't sell them loan them get them out getting some games so they look good in the shop window. Michael mm. Ross is saying I'd loan O out to another SPFL side. I hey, agree. Pun here. Hopefully, Quan creates a quandary for Rogers. <laughs> Keep going. It was it was good, but not quite Liam good. Have to no, say. no, it's not as Quan do <laughs> attitude good. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you know when you talk about him and Lundstrom, I think I think he's going oh. to take one do him. Oh, I knew it. Uh, I knew uh, it. Uh, Something was coming. Take one, no, yeah. Okay, there we go. And right. uh, wouldn't be a bad team for someone on loan. I like their manager. Um, and then Robinson is a disciplined manager, good person to send loanees. Uh, Andrew Reid in the comments is saying, go with the loan comments, scales for all his faults and those the league. Yeah, that's the other one that I missed when I sat like the off guys in mid Aberdeen as well. There you go. Smell the glove. Yep. Side of drunken Duncan being given a vegan pie was funny. Sure was. <laughs> Only pie you've ever seen that clown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. At the end of the day, I think there's plenty of opportunities for us to loan guys out within the league. Um, now, I'm going to dive into something quickly. We've been linked with Owen Beck, who's been on loan at Dundee, Liverpool left back. So the talk was we're going to try and bring him in this window. It's not going to happen because he took the pitch last night for Liverpool, played seven minutes, which means he's played for two clubs in a calendar in one season, which means he can't play for anyone other than Liverpool or Dundee this season. So if he's the long-term solution, the player we want, we could probably still buy him from Liverpool, but he wouldn't be able to play for us. He'd have to go on loan to Dundee. Or we hope I hope the club has a bunch of other left-back options on the list that they're looking at as well. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, that's a bit disappointing, but 
I, w- I was kind of hoping we'd go for someone a bit more established anyway. So I think we move on and off we go. Yep. Yeah, he's like, he's, uh, I was going to say he's, we'll, he's we'll up. Just spoke at the same time. I, I, sorry, on you go, mate. I'll I'll wait for you. <laughs> no, I was just <laughs> I, I was merely going to say that there was that uh, South American lad Thiago that's still on the cards. I think Thiago Arajal. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Arajal. Yeah. Um, and I kind of would take that player first. Over Beck. Yeah. The reality with Beck is that. Yeah, he's a Liverpool project, but he's still a project. And uh, we don't want too many more project signings in the door, I think. You know, you want to get, like you say, guys that are established. Um, he may yeah. well, you know, in 18, the frustrating thing is, you know, in 18 months, he could be worth 25 million if he does well. But we don't know that for sure. And he's at that stage where it could still go either way. All I have to say, Liam, I'm going to start with what you said. We, you know... But Beck is a um. I'm just gonna go my version of the Beck joke. Yeah, he's a shit musician. <laughs> I like uh, no, not not much of a beer either. If I'm being honest, kind of tastes like pish. But anyway, <laughs> oh well, sorry. What I imagine pish would taste like. I've no idea what pish actually tastes like. Just so we're clear, okay. So just on the whole left. I've never been to Seville, so I can't comment. Get some comments. We need a left now. Just even the properly challenged Taylor. Andrew yeah. Reid's going to buy Beck and load him back to Liverpool. Ladelanuk, he isn't coming, wasn't even on the radar. We aren't going for much, going for a left back. I think, realistically, I don't think we'll do anything unless we sell Bay. We won't bring anyone else in. We'll, they'll just keep Taylor, keep Bay. You've got Mitchell Frame there. Those three guys there will are enough to hold down the fort in the league at the moment. But I, I want a European quality left back for next season. Yeah, I think that's the, that's probably the hit the nail on the head for me. I mean, look, it, it he looks like a good prospect, Beck, and he obviously played at Dundee and established himself there. But um, you know, I don't think he's necessarily the immediate answer. He's going to be someone who that we probably all thought that we might bring in. So if we are going to go up someone like Beck, or you know, if we were, obviously we can't now, and we were going to rely on him to challenge Taylor, why not? Why not go Mitchell Frame? Why not just give him the chance instead and say, right, this is your opportunity to challenge for that spot. You know, I just, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure Beck's a bit better established and, and has obviously been at Liverpool and played, you know, first team football for Dundee, but he's still young. He's only 21, right? So why not give Mitchell Frame that chance instead if we if we were going to go down that path? And that's where I was about to bring up this comment here from uh, Pete McGee, Shane, and go, where the hell do we go if Greg Taylor picks up a bad injury? We we channel what happened when Izagiri busted his leg, and we go to our promising youth academy player. There's also the option of playing scales at left back. He's done that before. You know, if if we're really desperate, because we've Come got on, cover Liam. at centre-back. You're missing the obvious one. Rio no. Hatate at left back, because he's done it in Japan. <laughs> I always wanted to see your face there. Or, no, I mean, you know, that, that's the way it sounds, actually. Yeah. yeah. Or for all the Lenny lovers, how about we play Kelmack at left back? Remember what happened oh, last time that happened? No, no, thank it's you. not a serious thing, by the way. <laughs> just go with a um a, a wingerless formation and just play Maeda at left back. And just have him going up and down the up and down the left side. He, he's got the tank for it. If someone can play dual left back and winger, he could do it. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, John Clements is saying, yeah, link with the Icelandic keeper. Also, Copenhagen, an English club, interested as well. I'm getting for $2 million and offer first-team football. That's the thing we've got over those other clubs who are in for him. We could pretty much offer first-team football. The others can't, so it'll be interesting. Um, next thing is Salikov opened contract extension talks with Carter Vickers. Hopefully, we can sign him up long-term. Um, that's off the back of him being linked with Brentford, West Ham, and some other English club. Not paying too much attention to it. Um, if you trust the gaffer, he's saying that, you know, he's... Um, yeah, he's happy here and he wants to be long term. So get him, get him signed up, get on with it. So, yeah, for me, I'd be happy with him getting extended. He's probably the most critical player we have overall in our backline, the most talented one. But we've still got some decent players there. That's the thing. So, yeah, that Carter Vickers in the backline doesn't matter who we play against outside of the Champions League. I'm confident we're going to be great with that. Yeah. And that new contract's think... about it's about asset protection as much as anything else. It know. doesn't it doesn't guarantee that we won't sell them. That's that's mm. that's the thing. I think a lot of people online have been, well, what's the point in these five year deals if we're just going to sell them after two? And it's it's protecting your asset and making sure you're getting the most value from that as you can. So instead of having, you know, one year left on a player that is exceptional and. You know, halving the price of what they would were the year before. We've we've sort of got that buffer, so we can, you know, demand top top dollar. That's the thing, John. <laughs> spot on. Like, say if we sign him up now and we keep him up for a four or five year deal, say it's a four year deal, and he plays next year and then chooses to leave, we still got three years there, so we still keep our value. So when you get to that last two years to eighteen month range, that you know the value start to drop and everything. So. Keep him with contract there, and he's young enough that we'll still be able to sell him before it all goes tits up if need be. So, yeah, I'm all for it. He, we've got some wonderful players, but he is arguably still our most valuable asset, you know. And we are, as you guys have all touched on, we're securing a really important, potentially our most valuable asset, right? And it's, it's a no-brainer for me. Let's get it done. He's the I old think... Ferrari Testarossa of the back line. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think people like CCV and Matt O'Reilly are players that you build teams around and obviously Cal Mac. But these are those are those are at the at the at the moment presently like completely indispensable. You can't you can't get rid of them. They they you you have to you when you go to replace you replace with like and you have to try and develop around and stuff. But I think everybody else can kind of be is like chop and change, right? So our best center back since Virgil. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I'll put him slightly ahead of Vaya. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the only candidate that you'd probably say is the the best since Van Dyke. But yeah, fuck, I don't know. That's a really good point. I I would say they're on a par at least. No, oh, I have him slightly ahead of Vaya. It doesn't it doesn't do the big stride forwards like I used to, the big gangly giraffe that sort of happens to take up I don't know two hundred <laughs> yards or something, and you're like. Oh, okay, that, that happened. The thing that Aya had going for him was he was a bit of a – he had that psycho, you know. <laughs> yeah, he did. about him that if he, lost the, if he lost the rag, you could tell just looking at him. But there's times where Carter Vickers loses it and you look at him and he's like kicking lumps out of people and you look at him and he's like still just looks chilled. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, that's the guy who's not going to get himself the obvious, the obvious booking. 
smell the glove was saying I would be jumping. Oh, but I clicked on the wrong one there. Um, <laughs> I, I, Julian was up there before his injury. Yeah, yeah, he certainly was. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's especially sad when you think of the manner of that injury, the fact that he did it, you know, preventing a certain goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Himself on the line there. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah. There you go, Andrew Reid. Way ahead of why reads the game so well. Yep. He's completely unflappable, and he's so solid. He's just utterly dependable. Bloody size him. Of course he's solid. Can you imagine <laughs> his speed bills? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, had to. Had to. Anyway. <laughs> James lost it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you boys. You uh, boys. Leading now, me down the wrong path. Liam and Shane, I'm going to give you a heads up for a couple of the last thing we're going to talk about today is an Asian Cup wrap on how the Celtic players and their countries are performing. So a little mm. pre-warning there. Um, yeah. Smell the glove. Unless Julian was playing the Scottish Aussie superstar Lyndon Dykes. He always struggled against him. We, yeah, and he did struggle against him, but it was mainly uh, on, on the plastic. plastic pitch as well, yeah. which, uh, to be fair, a lot of players struggle on. He's not the first. He's definitely not the last, right? So, Well, that ties into the next topic that I wanted to talk about. Stephen McGowan is reporting that artificial pitches could be banned in the Scottish Premiership if nine of the 12 clubs vote for it at the end of the season that they're going through. They've changed the thing. Instead of it being 11 and 1, it's now 9, and nine out of 12. Oh, so it's a possibility. That. You're going to vote on it. So if that's the case, what are we looking at? Killy's already gone to grass. They've already said that. So that to take them out of the mix, what other plastic pitches do we have in the top flight anyway? Livingston. That's Just it. Libby. And they're probably yeah. going to get dropped, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, so, they're as good as done. Wouldn't be I mean, the Huns, the Huns will vote against it out of spite. You know that. That's just, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll release a statement demanding that everybody pays them for the right to use a plastic pitch or something. You know, <laughs> usual crap. Get the plastic pitches banned this afternoon from Smell the Glove. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. So, yeah, that's that's a great bit of news saying that because I know we've all set our piece on that for a while there. So, just rattling through some topics here. Celtic draw St. Mirren away in the next round of the Scottish Cup. Quan, I don't know the rules of the Scottish Cup. Will Quan be able to play against us or is he? Was he, you know, parent club doubt? Is it not contractual if they can play against the parent club? So it would depend on the deal. I thought you used to get cup tied, but maybe I've maybe I'm thinking more the English leagues than anything else. I genuinely don't know. Depends on is, the league. Is it not is it not cup tied if you've played in the cup with the parent? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. that's right. Sorry, that's where I'm getting confused. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, like if we brought him on yesterday as a sub, for example, he couldn't play for St. Mundy. Yeah. So because that hasn't happened, and then you've also got the – so in the league, he can't play against us. I know that for certain. So mm. I think in the Scottish Cup, you actually might be able to if the clubs are, are okay with it. Because I remember seeing um, – it wasn't Scales, but there was a few years back we had someone that we had loaned out – and they played against us. It was some young kid. It wasn't any good, but anyway, yeah. So it could be ha could happen, but yeah, it'll be good to see 
us playing in St. Mirren again, they've been a bit of a uh, bogey team for us the last couple of years where it's always been a tough match, especially at their stadiums. So, yeah, we'll go over there and we'll... Um, someone was saying we beat sheep herders and goat, and goat shaggers or something like that early on in the comments about Bucky. So, people from up there... Jesus. Um, Honestly... <laughs> You shag one goat and you get a reputation. <laughs> so, oh. I've seen that on Twitter as well. That's the only reason I say that. So many people are saying, like, of a blue persuasion, are saying, oh, you only beat this, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, we go out and we go to St. Mirren at their stadium, where are they third in the league at the moment or fourth in the league? They're up there and do the job there. You know, there's only two late games in the cup, which are both. Scottish Premiership teams playing each other, we go and win that, then they can shut their comments up big time. So, I've not actually seen the draw. So, which lower league team are Rangers at home to? Uh, I've got it here. Just bear with me, Liam. Air United. I think so. <laughs> no, I think it is. Are they, is are, it... Are they at home? Air yeah. seriously. Air United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the games are: you've got Killy versus Brewer Rangers, Cove Rangers. The winner of that. Then you've got Inverness versus Hibs. You've got Aberdeen versus Bonnie Rig Rose, Greenwich Morton versus Motherwell. Oh, I don't know how you say that. Airdronians or something like that versus Hearts. Airdronians. Airdronians. There you go. Um, the Huns versus Air United. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be cousins versus cousins and ex-boyfriends versus cousins. <laughs> uh, Party Thistle versus Livingston and us versus St Mirren. Did you did you say that Bonnie Rig Rose got yeah. through to the fifth round? I sure have. Yeah. On the Rose, a, get it get it done. That's a massive achievement for them. That's yep. yeah. Good on them. I think I think they only just got into the Highland League last season, so that's that's a yeah, yeah massive achievement for them. Yeah, they just got in the pyramid out of the Lowland League. Yep. Or out of the you know, the conference leagues that we yeah yeah. you'll get a nice great reception at Ibrox. <laughs> not about that ah, good fun so before we wrap the pot up just want to say uh, thanks everyone for tuning in again uh, all our social medias are channels at the top so you can get us uh, on Twitter, Instagram all that sort of good stuff at Celtic Down, Facebook, YouTube Celtic Down Under, search for it it's easy enough to find, hit subscribe hit like, share, like the video on YouTube Share it around all your social medias, all the uh, whatever, so like CSC groups or whatever you're in. Really appreciate all of that. And um, if you want some merch, it's a bit cold over there. You want to get a Celtic Down Under hoodie to support the podcast, jump on to CelticDownUnder.com. We've got hoodies there in grey, white, green, and black. T-shirts there, same colours, and there's drink bottles as well. So jump on, check it out. And if you want to support the pod and get yourself a hoodie or something to keep warm, jump onto the website. They're just right there. So we'll go to the Asian Cup wrap. So, Shane, I want to ask you, how are the Celtic players and their countries performing in this tournament? So with you, I'm going to throw to about Australia, obviously. So how how how's the Socceroos going? Um, uh, so far, they've won two games out of two. So they've won both games that they've played. So far, they sit atop of Group B. Uh, it's fair to say they've been two very unconvincing wins. Um, I don't think they've performed well in either game. There was probably a good stretch 
against India in the second half where they played well um, on the back of a couple of key substitutions, but uh, the first half was pretty poor. Against Syria, they were very much the same. Syria sort of held their own and we really struggled to to have a lot of cut through. But look, compared to a few other nations, we're, we're at least two wins out of two. So um, we should be uh, right where we need to be to finish top of uh, Group B and go through into the round of 16. And no, he hasn't. Uh, he's made the bench twice, but uh, he hasn't had a game yet. And um, I'm not sure he will, considering Geordie Boss is being preferred to him as a winger. So Geordie Boss, countless people, well, People remember countless times we've talked about Geordie Boss being a left-back option um, at Celtic or something Jared and I would like to see. He's coming on as a left-winger at the moment. Um, so with him preferred to Tilio, I just don't see him getting much of an opportunity. Yeah, not going to happen. I think he, the only thing that's going to come out of this is the warm weather training against quality players and that sort of thing will come back and help him if he get his fitness up. So that's yep. the way I look at it for this. I don't think he's going to play much, but he's going to get – he'll come back a lot fitter than he was. Hopefully, do something in the second half of the season. Probably add on loan to a club like, I don't know, Hibbs or, you know, someone like that, or St. Johnson or something. Keep them within Scotland. Um, Liam, how's Japan going? Ah, right. Well, first game, they eventually managed to beat Vietnam 4 2, despite being 2 1 down at one point and looking very, very below par. Then they went out the other night and got gubbed 2-1 by Iraq. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was not a good display. Iraq, by far the better team. They they came out, they fought hard. They, you know, not much class in the team, but a lot of graft and a lot of hard work. And fair play to them, they deserved it. Massively part, partisan crowd backing them up as well, which I think, you know, <laughs> helped. But... Um, the one thing I will say for Japan is when they were 2 nothing down, Maeda and Hatate came on and they instantly, the team looked better. Uh, Hatate actually uh, set up the, the Japan goal with it across from a corner. Um, and if Moriasu is getting any sense, he'll start the two of them in the next game. I mean, Japan should have enough to beat Indonesia to get, and that will get them through at the last 16, whoever they play. But there's a chance now that if Korea are currently sitting second in their group, but if they top their group, as I think they probably will, and Japan get through in second, because that's probably the best they can do, because I don't think Vietnam are going to beat Iraq, um, then you're looking at Korea against Japan in the last 16, which will be a very interesting uh, interesting game. They, uh, <laughs> no, no love lost there. So... Uh, that will be a, a very interesting game. And also, you could have Celtic players going up against Celtic players. So that will be very interesting to see. And between the two of you, what about Korea? How are they going? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're, it's kind of difficult to get, to get a feel for Korea over here because the, the coverage is usually at best neutral, at worst <laughs> borderline racist. So it's kind of hard to, to really kind of uh, give you an honest, honest assumption. It's like, it's like, oh, there's the Koreans playing again. They, they had a, they had so a 3 1 win against Bahrain. Um, yeah. And then um, this was post, obviously, we were looking at the Japanese sort of result and thinking, well, if South Korea top their group, they'll play Japan. Then they drop points to Jordan, which is not 
you know, no disgrace there. But mm. um, yeah, so they're they're actually sitting second in their group at the moment. And they'll need to beat Malaysia to to have any chance of finishing top. Uh, better than Peter Andre, he dropped his pants to Jordan, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Sorry, oh. in there. <laughs> I think we'll leave the pod there. Then I think um, that's probably a good one. So we'll just uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll go to our final thoughts. So Johnny, you got a final thought? <clears throat> final thought. All right, I uh, I think you, I posted this to you guys anyway, but uh, I recently found out that in Nigeria, it is a slang term for an idiot to be called a Dundee United. <laughs> you're a Dundee United. The slang for you're a effing idiot. Uh, Brilliant. Shane, final thought. Um, they mentioned on the the broadcast of the Celtic game that a, a storm was uh, the weather was pretty poor, but that a storm was rolling into Glasgow. I think it's storm. I think it might be Isha or Aisha. Apologies, yeah. I've got the name wrong. But uh, look, it seems pretty bad there. So shout out to all of those living in uh, in that part of the world. Um, take care of yourself. Stay safe. And to all those listening in different parts of the world, but have family and friends back in Scotland, uh, reach out and uh, check on check on them and make sure they're doing okay. And hopefully the storm passes quickly without as with as little damage as possible but stay safe everybody my final thought is the world's gone mad look after each other and liam what's your final thought well you know in keeping with current affairs i'm gonna i'm gonna pose a question for you see if anybody knows the answer what is the difference between the israeli army and dwight york Oh, I don't know if I want to answer that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I might, uh, I might pop off. All right, everyone. Hell, hell. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.